Three, two, one, go. Welcome to Prep Yourself with Danny Nelson and Alexis Holzer. We are here to talk to you through our uh, drunkenness this evening. <laughs> no, I don't want to be drunk on this. <laughs> okay, well, let's restart. Okay. I won't bring it up. Three, two, one, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Prep Yourself with Danny Nelson and Alexis Holzer. I hope you had a great um, couple of weeks since the last time that you heard us. We're kind of slacking. We slacked just Again. a tiny bit. But we did so much also mm-hmm. between that time period. I we, went to Hawaii again. You did go to Hawaii again. You're just really trying to get used to, like, what if I'm on an island? Yeah. Am I prepared? Do I know about tsunami warnings? I don't know any more now than I did before. Yeah, but I bet you thought about it like one time. I did. I thought about it a couple of times, and I thought a couple of times about asking somebody who lived there, because this time we were with a lot of people who actually live on the island, and being, you know, and asking them, how do you prepare, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't, because we're at a wedding, and that's just not appropriate Because it's a weird conversation to start with strangers. <laughs> yeah. I want them to like me and not be like, so there's this girl. Did you? Talk to Alexis? <laughs> yeah. She's interviewing everyone about their understanding of preparation of disaster. What a weirdo. Yep. Um, but I did go, I talked with um, the bride when she got back, and she used to live there, and she said that they always get hurricanes. And I thought, I didn't know, I guess I didn't realize that Hawaii got hurricanes. We always hear about it in Florida and yep. the Gulf, Yep. Um, but didn't think about it. Uh, in Hawaii, and she said that when she lived there, it was the uh, they the whole time she lived there, pretty much they were on hurricane watch. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess I do think of it more of a like Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. situation, but I think that that's picked up a lot in the Pacific uh, with that crazy thing that that fake thing that's happening. What is it where called? The climate is changing. <laughs> the climate's changing. <laughs> No, it's not. Um, but Allie did also get you a present, right, mm-hmm. for your birthday. She got married. I had a birthday. Um, I got an additional crank radio. And awesome. a lot of people would be like, oh, I already have one of these. But I was like, now I have one for work. Yes. <laughs> so now at work I have a pair of tennis shoes and a radio that also has, like, a flashlight um, and a USB so you can charge your phone, and it's uh, it's a crank one. So that's really excited cool. That. I like what you're building up with your work, especially after that last time we talked about if something happens in your downtown. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that has made me become way more uh, kind of invested in making sure that my work situation is mm-hmm. figured out. And since out. you manage your work... So I go and I work in a big building and I have to know, so what does somebody plan for me? And I was like, Danny has to plan this. So (laughs) you're the one that has to decide how to help people live in an emergency. And sometimes you have, what, 600 people there? Exactly. Sometimes you have four people there. Yep. And And that is an extremely different thing to deal with. If there's 600 people there, I'm just going to go with the, like, run first and then think later. (laughs) The nice thing is if there's 600 people there, there's probably catering. So there's at least food for that evening. Yeah. Booze. Booze. all good. Yeah. We're good to go for at least that evening. If we need to survive for a week, though, like I said, running first. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little bit more prepared at work, especially since I know that the person that we met at our skills building workshop 
works in my building. And we talked more today. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, training that we went to at REI. We have some, we have several things to say about that. Heavy quotation marks around (laughs) training. (laughs) (laughs) We attended a thing that we sat at. Actually, yeah, we'll get to it later. I do want to cover all of the other awesome gifts that Mike got you for your birthday, though. Yeah. Because I was here after our last recording when you got at least one of the other ones, which was the water filtration. Yep. So I got the life straw. Yep. I mean, what is more romantic than (laughs) someone that wants you to live? Right? Yeah. And he was so excited about you being excited about it. Oh, yeah. I was really excited. So I saw this um, on, it's all crinkly now, online. And so it's the Life Straw, and it was uh, developed for third world countries where you can't always depend on a clean water source. So this is an individual water filter that people can use. You can just uh, put it right in a water source, drink out of it. So like a straw. (laughs) Is it a purifier and a filter or only a filter? Good question. Because that is the only thing I learned. It has a filter. I don't know. It's award winning. It removes 99.9999% of bacteria. Ooh, that's nice. 99.9% of protozoa. And it filters 1,000 liters. Nice. So that's crazy. I'm good to go. And And in an area that has so much water. And then you got a solar powered. Yeah, I got one of these uh, handy little, I think it's Lucy, Lucy Outdoor, inflatable solar light. It is. I am so jealous about this inflatable light. Yeah, so you blow it up and it, it's all crinkly again. Uh, oh, the power of radio. <laughs> of suction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you blow it up and you turn it on and it, you can hang it. I think, I think it was a Kickstarter. Nice. Kevin had one. He loves it. So I saw these. They have lots of different versions of them at REI now. Cool. But I don't need one because I got one for my birthday. For my <laughs> I don't have one if anyone is curious. When's your birthday? December. Damn. But I do accept gifts whenever. You're one like, of those really like sad terrible. Christmas babies. Yeah. It's not even close to Christmas. It's the beginning of December. But no, people, once you're past Thanksgiving, they're like, If you're you know. past Thanksgiving, it is true. <laughs> and it, I think that it's even worse, though, to have your birthday around New Year's because literally everyone is partied out. Like, even if you don't want presents, if you're like, just please come have drinks with me, people are like, nah. Like January 3rd? Yeah. I think that's the day that Mike proposed to me, (laughs) which was lovely because the restaurants were empty. Nice. Everyone was tapped out after the holiday. (laughs) So if you really want to get... Get romantic. If you're in a a disaster situation and you're wondering when to try and venture out to go get things, January 3rd apparently is the... Um, that's Propose not real with advice. A life straw. <laughs> yeah, you're set. Um, we also wanted to thank Ryan for sending us over to REI for the training. That was really cool. He put it up on our uh, Facebook, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, so that people could just that people knew that it existed and could go to it. Uh, so thank you for that. I think that's. Do you have any other shout outs? Mm. Other than that, we love all uh, the tens of you listening. My friend Rochelle said that um, Last Man on Earth does deal with childbirth. Oh, nice. This season. Maybe Spoiler that, alert. 
I maybe when we do just a medical emergencies episode, uh-huh. that should be our media. But she listened to the one where I was like, I need a break. Like the I think it was the nuclear yep. uh, attack yep. one. And so she's like, just so you know, last man on earth has it. Um, which and- sent me down a whole nother rabbit hole of childbirth in a post-apocalyptic world. Ugh. I won't be worrying about that. In a third world country as a refugee, like that took me in another <laughs> altogether. <laughs> we can cut that. You're like, ugh. Um, so let's just jump in mm. to our media this week. So like we mentioned in our last episode, we are focusing uh, a little bit of our episode today on earthquakes, and then we're tying it in kind of to this urban survival class that we did on REI, which did was kind of overall about disaster um, preparedness, but of course, with us being in Seattle, the most likely environmental disaster is going to be an earthquake, or various other <laughs> things, or as we've mentioned. Other things. Um, but this week, we decided to watch San Andreas with oh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, <laughs> which I thought was from 2005. No, this is a current flick. <laughs> it's from like 2015. Which, yeah, much like the article that we mentioned in our second episode. I can't tell time, and I have no idea what day it is. There's a whole decade that Lex didn't realize happened. <laughs> <laughs> Everything either happened in 2005 or this year. <laughs> I have to go back and think about what happened in 2005. Why am I so stuck? Um, so what did you think about the movie? I thought there was some really fantastic acting. And you think I'm joking, but I was like, people are acting hard in this. And as like an actor or somebody in theater, you know you're not supposed to like look like you're acting. Right. But... Man, there was a lot of emotion for a movie that was about, you know, about quaking. Something that really isn't going to happen. Um, I think there's two, like, there's like two movies happening within that movie, and part of it didn't need to happen, which was the whole thing at the school, where the school? it's um, oh, where she goes, which is named Paul Giamatti. Is that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing where I was like, what is this movie? Paul Giamatti, he's quite an accomplished actor. And <laughs> he was he the acted. worst part of it. What? His emoting was the worst part of it. He's always like that. Do you watch Billions? <laughs> no. Yeah. I need to watch Billions. It's a TV show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on Showtime or something. But he's a big time, high powered uh, district attorney. Trying to take down a. This is not important. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is in Paul Giamatti's life. It's very yeah. important. Dwayne Johnson, how'd you feel about his? Like everything he does, people. I was gonna say people. Women go crazy for Dwayne Johnson. I mean, I think also some guys because then I also watched. So I watched San Andreas last week, and then last night I happened to put on Saturday Night Live from I think this past week with. Dwayne Johnson was hosting. And what? I was like, he's freaking everywhere. And he's hosted five times. And he so hosted Alec my... Baldwin was there and Tom Hanks. and Because he's now he's in the Fivers Club. Yeah. He hosted my favorite episode of Saturday Night Live ever. Oh. Where he, um, he, it just was the first time I ever saw, it was when he was still just doing wrestling. And oh. he hadn't branched out yet. Was this 2005? It might have been 2005. <laughs> 
actually think that it probably was like 2000, oh. honestly. I think that it was because I think I was in SoCal. But they, um, he did the Chris Kattan thing with the monkey when Chris Kattan yes, acted like the I monkey exactly and the apple what thing. You're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he did run down, and then I was in love. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson's everywhere. He does cartoons. He does bad action movies. He does great comedy. He has a wicked eyebrow. Yep, and I he can unleash it at any moment. Yeah, and I just kept thinking, I want Dwayne Johnson to be on my communications plan. <laughs> <laughs> you want him to have a landline? He's yes. the landline that you call. Yeah, to just be like, hey. I can't get in touch with Danny. Um, <laughs> she's you're our phone tree. You're number three on our phone tree. I'm in Ballard. You know, <laughs> I'm willing to come to you. If she calls you, can you also <laughs> tell her I got home? Okay. Yeah. No, he does it all. That's He's cool. some crazy helicopter pilot. Yep. And it's also, cr- come on, the action scenes in that are pretty fun. Yeah. I kept. I was. I vacillated between. Oh shit! This <laughs> is so scary. To what is happening right now? <laughs> what is this? It is very uh, improbable, a lot of yeah. the storyline that is going on. I mean, we're hoping. <laughs> well, I mean, mostly like the interpersonal relationships that are going on with like him, his not even ex-wife yet, oh, her yeah, boyfriend. No, they're, not, they're not divorced. Being with her daughter and yeah. the built like... There's so many things. Mm-hmm. And then she, her daughter just happens to meet the hot British dude, who is also very adorable. Yeah, and his little brother's pretty cute. I also like the fact in that movie that they empower her a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all about, like, that girl is the hero. Like, the young girl is the mm-hmm. hero. Um, which I thought was really cool because she does know a lot of really cool stuff. and Because her dad is Dwayne Johnson. Because her dad is Dwayne Johnson, and he is a uh, search and rescue helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I think that whole, that whole part of it is really good. The acting and storyline. I think we should just act like that <laughs> in a disaster. I'll just look at you dramatically and raise an eyebrow. Yes, absolutely. And I will all of a sudden know how to perfectly drive a speedboat, like an inflated <laughs> speedboat, like with no training prior to that moment. And also be willing to just run and jump on any kind see, of what you don't see in these movies did they ever drink water did they ever eat I mean, anything they all drowned like several times so they probably weren't that thirsty <laughs> what i like is they all like almost die so many times but then and the girl like uh i can't say hold on is this really recent so we shouldn't spoil it no i mean it's from 2015 Stuff happens. People almost die. <laughs> but um, the fact that they just, like, get up and keep going yeah. is kind of hilarious because, you like, in an injury like that, you probably aren't just going to hop up. Yeah. You but know? I think that, you know, can tie into the training that we got. Training, I'm using quotes. <laughs> you have to have a positive attitude. You have to want to live. The positive mental attitude is very important mm-hmm. for any occasion. And oftentimes in that movie, they had to do the opposite of what everyone else was doing. And I I would say you need to have a good mix of personal understanding of what you need to be doing, uh, listening to pe- what people have to say around you, like does that seem like smart advice? 
and then deciding if you should do the opposite of what the whole crowd is doing. Because if a, a whole bunch of people are running the opposite direction of you, there probably is a good reason that Maybe. they're running away from there. People are dumb. I am just going to do whatever The Rock is doing. <laughs> Number one advice of this podcast. Yeah. Do whatever The Rock is doing. And my big takeaway from that movie was get to higher ground. Yep. And then we'll rebuild. (laughs) That, oh my gosh. Seriously. Why do we keep rebuilding in the most terrible spots? (laughs) Um, yeah, this has just been destroyed. Unknown times. You said you didn't watch the end. Mike told me what happened at the end. Okay. Same difference. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. That is what is stated at the end. I always get a C plus on my homework. (laughs) I'm passing. But you did get to cheat off Mike, which you also get to do constantly with your homework. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Last time I checked, there was one go bag in this house. And eight eight Mikes. (laughs) How many things did he purchase to add to your go bag? Uh, Three. <laughs> I like it because you still have Lily covered. Yeah, you and know, the dog. like and Lulu. Mm-hmm. Like, what has he done? <laughs> he's gonna listen to this. He's like gonna be like, oh my gosh, I gotta. Get I have this, to get out of this relationship. I have to get stuff together. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about earthquake safety and how that. Uh, what we maybe we can pull. Wait, did from we want to talk about our class first? Do we want to talk about our class or do we want to talk about the earthquake safety first? I thought we were doing. Same, same? I think it's same, same. Okay. Let's go ahead and give a little review of our class because it'll mix in when we talk about the earthquake safety. Uh, what I My major takeaway from this so-called uh, training and or class, whatever you wanted to call it at REI, is that I am proudly now a beginner prepper who could easily have taught that class. That's a good takeaway. I also feel that way because I keep telling people, well, we're not preppers. We're just doing this podcast and we're trying to figure it out. And now I'm like, I actually know enough to most likely live yep. in a mild to severe. <laughs> in a mild to medium type. Yeah. At this point, let's go to mild to medium. Mild to medium disaster. <laughs> because... Everything that he had to say, I could have like easily expanded on like each of those topics mm-hmm. confidently. Yeah. I think this was also a new thing for REI. That's yep. what he said. Um, but they're definitely capitalizing off of our members are already, they already have this stuff right. for backpacking because that's what he kept referencing. Um, so we can give him a little bit extra information about using that stuff in an urban environment. Right. Which I don't think requires an hour to tell you how to do. Right. Um, but it was a great way to get us into the store and have me spend nearly a hundred dollars on things. <laughs> I proudly <laughs> left without spending any money. Good job. I mean I looked at some things and then I was like, you know what? I don't need anything. Yeah. And then I put it back. I said that five times. I well luckily this year though I was doing some Conmari at some point, we'll go through the disaster of accumulating too much in your life yeah. and then doing oh it <laughs> and then reading the Maria Kondo's book, um, but not this time. <laughs> and so it was really cool to uh, to be more confident, to just be like, oh, I actually know 
uh, plenty about this stuff. There were some other really good things. I think that just remind the positive mental attitude is literally the best thing that you can have Mm -hmm. at any time during any disaster. I don't think it's good. I think confidence is good. Overconfidence is dangerous. Mm -hmm. But like just being positive inside of the situation, which I think both of us have naturally. Yeah. A willingness to be kind of on the bright side. And just problem solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that was a really good takeaway. One of the ladies in the class said, I would recommend getting to know your neighbors. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I liked the random lady who brought up one of the really good points. Um, Oh, one of the quotes that I really loved from one of the slides was, knowledge weighs nothing. I love it. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Knowledge does weigh nothing. An Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so good. Oh my gosh. If the internet goes down, the person who still has their encyclopedia <laughs> set is like the most cool, popular library in the Bartering. neighborhood. For yes, you could barter information for show. <laughs> for show. Um also we talked about so we talked a little bit about medical training. I was a woofer for many years. Me too. And so that was just a nice reminder that, like, yeah, I do actually feel really competent about first aid and then some things that are a little bit beyond first aid. But I, within that, and especially with us doing this podcast now, I feel like it would be a really good thing for me to do a refresher course on. Totally. Especially the more touchy things like when do you use a tourniquet? Like, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Like, it's always nice to just be reminded, like, never do it. Until dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone's having a heart attack in a situation where you can't get them to a doctor or, you know, there's no defibrillator around and that sort of thing, what are the steps of, you know, using aspirin and, like, things to help them come down um, from that? It's nice to be reminded about stuff like that medically. But I do think it was really nice um, that he talked about uh, kind of know what your knowledge is. Mm Mm-hmm. Only have medical supplies for things you actually know how to use Mm because otherwise you're just. Yeah, and then he changed that at the end saying, well, maybe have a really big medical kit in case you run into somebody that knows how to use it. He did did switch to that, which was pretty silly. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so I was a woofer too, and I sort of remember things, and maybe in a situation where you had to remember, you would do it correctly, maybe. Um, But. The wilderness first aid class is three days. I'm like, I don't have three days of my life. I barely got to the one-hour class that we, mm-hmm. we went to. I could barely figure out the bus system to get over to East Lake <laughs> at rush hour. And I ride the bus all the time. I was like, if I can't even get to the survival class, how am I going to survive? I want to do this. Um, I so also- we got to find the one because, yeah, I think that that's a skill that we could work yep. on together. Uh, if we could find one that was maybe not a full-on certification, but for sure. some sort of first aid Because I don't need to cert- – like, I'm not trying to do this. I'm not trying to get a certification so that I can have a job. You know, there's a lot of jobs that – I don't need yeah, to have a, a job. Get a job, liberal. <laughs> you know, there are jobs that require – like, my – uh, when I used to do trail work, I was required to be a woofer yeah. because I was in charge of 20 people at a time. Mm-hmm. So um, another thing I really liked, know how to shut off all your utilities. Yeah. So electric, uh, gas, gas especially, and then also water. 
Because a lot of times during a disaster, the water sources can get contaminated. Mm -hmm. And the sooner you can shut off your water from the main valve, the more likely you're going to be able to utilize at least the water that's in your own pipes. Yeah, especially in an earthquake when the pipes are really compromised. Yep. Um, And could include that you are contaminating the line. So Mm -hmm. it could also be the other way kind of thing, depending on what state your house is in. Uh, I, one thing I was like, when I would like wrote him off was when he was like, oh, the seattle.gov site is so helpful. And I was like, um. Danny just looked at me and went, no. (laughs) I'm like, helpful compared to what? Like literally. And once again, I do want to say, I realize they're trying to put out information that is simple enough that people can just like take in like the very basics. On like a shoestring of a shoestring budget. Yep. And... Our attention span, the yep. budget of the smallest attention span ever. Um, he brought me back in a little bit about the rule of three for signaling. I'm like, that's something we, mm. that we that people should generally know. Mm-hmm. There is this kind of rule of three where um, one time is just a happenstance, two times could be an accident, three times is on purpose. Yeah. So if you're ever trying to make a signal fire, you should make three of them. If you are, if you don't know how to do SOS specifically, if you can, in the very least, um, uh, do something in threes, like three flashes with a signal mirror, or three red blankets, or whistle. just whatever, yeah, whistle three like uh, parts to it. I thought that was really good. Um, my next note was poop water. Ooh, that's gross. Viral. <laughs> yeah. So he was saying that some water filters. Good notes, Danny. Uh, some water filters don't uh, filter out those sort of protozoa. Which is why earlier I was asking if it was a filter or if it, um, your straw. You're right. Yeah. My life straw. Your life straw. Yeah. Um, Poop. Ew. If you absolutely have to, you can use bleach to purify water. Yeah. It seems like a terrible, terrible idea unless yeah. you've done it a lot of times before. Because eventually you will cause yourself, same thing with iodine, you will eventually cause yourself to have uh, kidney and or liver problems by using those to purify your water. And we don't need those problems. You don't need those problems in an emergency situation, but you don't need those problems in a long-term emergency situation. If it's one of those situations where you're just trying to get by until you're being rescued, so a scenario like an earthquake that's combined with flooding, um, that sort of thing. We didn't have feedback protection on. Has it been feeding back this whole time? Somehow it reset. Probably. <laughs> Let's stop it and Let's see. Okay. So I think that if, if you're in a situation like that, you should find any means necessary to purify water because you're going to die faster without any kind of water than you will from damage caused from bleach or iodine mm-hmm. but it's literally dri- drips like little drops drip drops mm-hmm. <laughs> yep drip drops positive drip. attitude <laughs> while <laughs> we <laughs> are giving ourselves kidney failure <laughs> hey you know what you have to have what is it acceptable consequences or 
we'll talk about that some other time. Um, <laughs> I will want. To, I do want to say that the the fella who did the class was very friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked when he came out from behind the podium and he had on shorts and Birkenstocks. Oh man! And I also looked at you and said no. <laughs> <laughs> When I went to Seattle. <laughs> that it was I'm pretty sure he had on a Hawaiian shirt with khaki shorts and Birkenstocks. <laughs> it was amazing. So now we are going to move into uh I just wanna say good job on getting some skills. We're trying. Right? We're trying. Mm-hmm. We made the effort to go all the way to a class uh-huh. in the middle of our busy week. Yeah. I got back from Hawaii over a week ago, and I haven't unpacked my suitcase, but I found the time to go to this, heavy quotation marks, urban survival class. Yeah. We're doing an excellent job. Good job. Yeah. I have I have uh, extra stocked up my wine collection now, too, so when I come over to survive with you, I'll be able to bring Thank you. some shareable... I mean, I'll use heavy air quotes on shareable. <laughs> shareable. <laughs> Items. Okay, so we're going to go into um, some earthquake preparedness. One of the reasons that we haven't been super focused on this since the beginning of the podcast is because there's not a whole lot to knowing about how to survive an earthquake. So uh, the first kind of general part to this is just to be prepared. Yeah. So that is a really great way to survive an earthquake or try to. (laughs) Yeah. So prepare. You want to secure your space and I would say know your space. So your house, where are things located? Like Danny said, the utilities, being able to turn those off, having everybody in your house know how to turn those off, bolting down bookshelves and securing things that are high up, which for me is everything. Um, And then having that plan to be safe with the people around you. So having that comms plan, girl. Um, So I think that that's pretty simple stuff uh, and things that... So I think that's pretty simple stuff that everybody can and already has done here. But I think the securing things, we don't think about... I'm looking around all of these books that can fall off and picture frames. And like, if I was in here, what would fall on me? Are you going to secure that? Your bookshelves are secured to your wall though. Yeah. But the books throwing everything else, I don't think it is because (laughs) I have to baby proof now too. Oh wow. These kids are getting ready to crawl. So I'm kind of preparing for an earthquake. You could just put her on like a leash situation. Oh, and then she like can only go as far as the leash. Yeah, I think that that would be like an awkward conversation with the nanny. <laughs> like, so we're not baby proofing. Just wear this Velcro wristband that's connected to the baby. And then she's always just within five feet mm-hmm. or however long it is. So I'm going to dual prepare for baby proofing and earthquake. <laughs> just going to bolt everything to the wall and nice. be done with it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about the wa- the hot water heater. Thing. That's pretty standard for if you buy a new house. Yep. That's one of the things that the inspector always looks at if it's uh, bolted to the wall. Yep. That's what Leaf said The when we just had to get a new mm-hmm. hot water heater that the the technician was like, mm, this should have been always strapped in. So yeah. I'm going to go Because you're also going to want that because it is full of water yep. that you can drink. Yep. Mm-hmm. Although... So, 
if you aren't in an emergency situation, they don't recommend that you drink hot water. They recommend that you use... It's not going to be hot, though. I know, but water that's been sitting in your hot water heater. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I drank all my wine. <laughs> but in an emergency, throw that all out. I just, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to let you know what the... Yeah, so step one is secure the space. Step two, plan to be safe. Step three, organize your dis- your disaster supplies. Step three, organize your disaster supplies, which we've already done. Um, and then four, minimize the financial hardship. So putting those documents like your insurance stuff, your deed, um, things that you owned that might get broken, uh, working for an insurance company, I understand why this is important now. So you can claim the things that get broken in a disaster. I mean, we're talking about living here, not my big screen TV, but it might be nice to get a big screen TV when society picks back up again. <laughs> for sure. And also, like, we've seen how devastating it is, you know, just in disasters in the past, the coverage, especially still the recovery from Katrina. To this day, there are still people battling their insurance companies to just so that they can rebuild what they had. Mm-hmm. They're not trying, they're not even trying to get a big screen TV. They are just trying to not be in a FEMA trailer. Like, that's all even. they want. You know, so just making sure all of that is in order and you have the proper documents and the identifications needed to go with those documents. Yeah. So if you inherited something and it's in someone else's name, like, you need to make sure all of that yeah, stuff is in order. Yeah, and I think order. that's important for an earthquake because stuff's going to break. Absolutely. And so you're going to want to have the ability to get that back, like you said. Yep. Um, but you know what's not going to break? Our positive mental attitudes. My positive mental attitude. <laughs> my PMA. Your, PM, your PMA is going to be on top. It is. <laughs> I know. I can already tell. Um, so the next kind of half of this, uh, and by the way, we're uh, kind of taking this off. There's a, obviously you can Google earthquake safety, find stuff. What? We I know. Google. It's this like really amazing thing that they invented. We're using a, a website that's called earthquakecountry.org. And it is based um, on California's safety. But I like their tagline, which is, we're all in this together. TMA. Um, so when an earthquake is actually having, happening, drop, cover, and hold on. So... I think we talked a little bit about the whole duck and cover thing uh, that was kind of a war, uh, wartime thing that was in England. Um, Duck and cover. (laughs) Duck and cover. The slowest turtle in the world, but really fast about duck and cover. (laughs) Um, But the little pictures kind of show people getting under desk. Um, I did read a thing that it's still, if you have no other options, go into a door frame just because the structurally it's going to be a little bit. Uh, more sound than other places in the room as far as where the um, major timbers are that are holding Mm -hmm. up the roof or floor or whatever that you're under. But you really want to be underneath something. And part of the reason that you want to hold on to it is because if that is shaking around and you Mm -hmm. want it, you don't want it to be bumping into you. You want it to be moving. You want to be moving with that thing. Um, make sure you protect your head. Number one, if you can't get anything else underneath something, get your head underneath because a head injury is going to prevent you from. Yeah. So how did the girl in San Andreas get her legs pinned in a car under a cement beam and still get out? 
Um, because those dudes came. Yeah, but if your legs are like crushed, well, they recovered from a lot of injuries in oh. that movie. It is true though. Like, how are they crushed so much you can't get them out? You can't get them out. But, but then, then you're you like fine to run around the city, and then you run around like five minutes later. These are the kind of questions that we really need to present to Dwayne Johnson when we meet him. Yeah. To talk about our comms plan. I'll text him tomorrow. When we're like, hey, we need your landline number. Um, So immediately after the earthquake is over, they say to improve your safety by evacuating if necessary, helping injured, and then preventing further injuries or damage. So... Run. <laughs> this no, is the next part. <laughs> don't run. I think the guy Walk at REI quickly. said, if you can stay, stay. I think that uh, I do agree with stay where you are if you're somewhere that is safe for you. I personally think safe for me is going to get Dylan. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not at my house, yeah, I, my first objective is going to be Like they're saying, improve your safety first. So just make sure that if you are in a building that's still crumbling, you're getting out of that building that's (laughs) crumbling. I work in a building that's all, it's made of cement. So if it cracks. bad? I mean, it could be fine. Uh, It's like reinforced and it has rebar all through it and stuff like that. But it also has 25-foot walls that have no break in them. Mm -hmm. So there is a chance that they're, you know, it could crumble a little bit and then continue to keep crumbling. What kind of architect does that to a person? I know. How dare they? Why didn't they make it out of, like, putty so then it would just wobbled in an earthquake? They could just swim away. Oh, my gosh. Why don't we make putty buildings? Let's do it. Earthquake safe putty buildings. We're going to need everybody to bring your... (laughs) When you see our Kickstarter, (laughs) donate all of your money. Um, We also need an architect (laughs) to sign up for this project. And also people scared enough to invest all of their millions of dollars into our putty buildings. Um, And then... The last thing that they ask you to do, reconnect and restore. Restore daily life by reconnecting with others, repairing damage, and rebuilding community. So don't just shut yourself in a basement with all of Lex's wine collection. Why not? I well, it's it says great not for to. PMA. Right? The PMA is going to be amazing down here <laughs> until we run out of everything. And then there's going to be a whole lot of anger. And then we're going to be like, Lily, you're, don't make me put you back on your leash. <laughs> She'll be like, Mom, I'm seven. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to be on a leash anymore. I feel like seven-year-olds are perfect to have on leashes, right? Isn't that when people have the little backpack leashes? Seven? More like three. I mean, I don't know how old children are. there's not enough time right now once they're like 12 maybe i get to know um so i think that like the things that i from a combined understanding from watching san andreas going to the rei class and this one website that we just talked like kind of through their steps of preparing for the earthquake ripped off that we fully just ripped off Uh, i mean we gave them cred we gave them street cred yeah you know, uh, how often do they get to be on a podcast that tens of people listen to? Never. <laughs> Never. They probably have their own podcast. <laughs> they probably do have their own podcast. It's way better. Um, 
But I want to say overall, I think that I feel pretty competent about uh, if there's actually an earthquake going on. What I'm still unsure about is the whole, like, aftershocks. Like, what is Mm. a pre kind of cursor? What is the actual earthquake? And then, like, what are aftershocks? I just still don't feel like I have, like, a great understanding. Get your radio. Just listen to information. I will say that I signed up. I got the app that uh, mm. Kevin. That you were like, I'm not getting that app. It's called Quake Feed. <laughs> How many today? I did have to turn off the notifications because it was like <laughs> going really, off all the time. <laughs> it was really stressing me out. Um, let's see. So they only had four to report uh, this week, and there was a 2.8 again in. Intai, Washington, which is the same place where they were before. Oh. Uh, so um, four this week? Yep. At what level? 2.8. And the one in San Andreas was like? Like a seven or nine out of ten. It, like they started the pre ones were like sixes. And they're like, this is as crazy as the like whatever mm-hmm. crazy earthquakes. And then. That was just the precursor to the real earthquake, which was like a nine or something. Man. There were some pretty scary scenes in that movie. There were some pretty scary scenes. Like where the earth is just literally dropping into itself. Yeah. That I'm not prepared for. I'm not prepared for my whole building to drop into the earth. And then I'm just swimming in molten lava. Like puppy, like doggy paddling. <laughs> you will not be swimming in molten lava. Okay, I but guarantee it. Where's your PMA? Where is your PMA? You can make it. Come on, Danny. Just Come keep paddling. Just on. keep paddling. I'm like, I can't breaststroke. I can't put my face in, but I'm gonna make it. Um, so yeah, I feel like I still have some stuff to learn about earthquakes. Maybe eventually down the road we'll have another earthquake. I feel like there's not a lot to learn. Not safety-wise, but just, like, if I am going to run, I want to know that, like, I'm not going to be in the middle of an earthquake, you know, on 3rd Avenue, which has a bunch of power lines that are just going to smash me. Yeah, I wouldn't go outside then. Because they're going to smash me. Yeah. All the power lines. Yeah. And all the cars that are just, like, running into each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't paint this really bleak <laughs> picture. Yeah. Um, where's my PMA? We need to stop <laughs> watching movies. <laughs> so for next week, uh, we would like for everyone to stop watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> Number one prepared. We're becoming Amish. <laughs> Can I have my crank radio? I don't know. I'll have to find an Amish person to find out where the lines are. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to go through Rumspringer, though. Ooh. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> it's where we don't have to be Amish. Then we're not Amish. <laughs> so every day. Yeah. So every day we're doing that. So but at any point right we can decide to go back to be Amish. Oh. Because you're like kind of born Amish, but then you give it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for next week on my list, I've misspelled volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna talk about volcanoes. Do you have? Are we gonna? Wa- are we gonna watch Joe versus the volcano? That is exactly what I was gonna yes. say. <laughs> Feel free to watch Joe versus the volcano, which maybe did come out in two thousand five. 
oh, that was like 1995. I don't know. Only things happened in 2005 or 2015, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know. Oh <laughs> yeah, I think probably 1995. Yeah. I think we could probably also find a really great disaster volcano movie. Yeah. So if anybody listens to this and has a great volcano, <laughs> if anyone hears this... <laughs> And you have Way a suggestion. Credibility. If you have a suggestion for a great volcano movie, tell us. We'll watch it. Put it on our Facebook. Or tweet it at us. Sure. Or Instagram a picture of it <laughs> with yourself. Instagram a picture of a VHS and yourself with that movie. With your Walkman. But then copy it onto Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and then fax me a picture of it. I My fax number is 555-FAX-ME. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I love you. Your fax machine is going to start blowing up. <laughs> so hard. I get so many faxes. Oh Even right now, it already started. PMA. That is all. I just, <laughs> we could just end it here. <laughs> I like the face you're making, though. I wish that that could be translated into a goodbye. Goodbye, friends. <laughs> we have to say something else about the volcano. Like what? I don't know. We already said that we're going to talk about it next week. Okay. That I misspelled it. What else do you want to say about it? I don't know. I'm so tired. Um, so next week we're going to talk about uh, volcanoes, which I misspelled on my list. <laughs> um, but one of the reasons that we really want to cover this is because it's one of the hazards that we face here in Seattle. See it every day. Every day we're looking at Rainier, which apparently is a bubbling, frothing volcano just under the surface waiting to murder us all. Yeah. So that's good. And we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Or next week, week, whenever we get to it. We love you guys. We love you. Yep. Take care of yourself.